0: Hello, and welcome to Smashed Prawns in a Milky Basket, a podcast about the work of comedy writer, performer, director, and all-round genius, Julia Davis. I'm Sophie Davis, no relation, and on each episode, I'm joined by a guest to talk about a different show created by Julia Davis. This episode is about series two of Dear Joan and Jerrica, and my guest is Amanda Liverland, who hosts the BBC's Podcast Radio Hour. So we're talking about series two of Dear Joan and Jerrica, which is a very successful podcast where Julia Davis and Vicki Pepperdine play these two really awful agony ants. Series one came out around spring, summer 2018, and we've already done an episode of this podcast about that initial series. So you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. When we recorded that episode, series two had been announced, but we weren't exactly sure when to expect it. They were quite vague about when it was coming back. And we eventually ended up getting it in sort of October, November 2019. And I've got uh, Amanda here today to talk about that with me. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I listen to so many podcasts all the time. And uh, it's been good getting to re-listen to all of this in one big go. Because uh, I kind of just listened week by week as it came out. But it's quite fun to listen to it all in one. Like binge it, Yeah, and yeah. Then you, get, you get more of the weird kind of narrative of their lives that you, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I didn't think I quite listened to that. And then you tune in again and you're like, oh, wow, oh, there's yeah. so
0: much has gone on. Yeah, you notice new little things every mm. time, like even on the third or fourth list and you're like, wait a minute, what was that word? What was that medical term there? Do you remember how you first heard about Dear Jane and Jerrica?
1: So I host Podcast Radio Hour for BBC Radio 4 Extra. Uh, It's a show where we recommend the podcasts and talk to people that make them. And I remember back when season one came out, people just kept coming up to me saying like, oh, you've got to get this new podcast on. It's so funny. It's the darkest thing I've ever heard. I think it was Carrie Ad Lloyd was the person who recommended it to me first because she was like, it's like nothing I've ever heard. It just really kind of pushes the... The boundaries, and I think because it's audio, it's somehow easier to do because the images that you conjure up in your own head are so much worse than anything somebody could show you. And so, yeah, we had we featured a very short clip on the show, but you can't play when it much. First can came you? Out. <laughs> yeah, no, it, we did the one from season one about the um the kinder cysts, that, right, like yeah. the little troll cysts that live in the sewers or something, which is bonkers, but not particularly. Sexually graphic or anything like everything else. And I remember I emailed Joel, is it Joel, their producer? And I said, Oh, can we get permission to use a clip? And he was like, Yeah, sure. But I mean, good luck (laughs) finding something you can play out on Radio 4 Extra at 11 o'clock in the morning. So yeah. And then we featured a bit of season two on a show recently as well. And again, it was really hard to find a bit. I think we did uh, Bobbly Boobs, the um, old man who fancies a young girl, but then had to kind of cut it after about a minute of, Mm -hmm. here's the premise, I'm going to leave it to you to imagine the horrible advice they give.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the way they describe the characters, it's like, if they made it into a TV show, you couldn't really do it because there would be no actual human that could be yeah. Mach- Mahmood or Cardinal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like The images they build up of all like the hook, nose, <laughs> r- rubbing along the back and things like it's that. It's too specific. Because yeah. Do you ever watch Frasier? I haven't actually. Because there's a character in that called Maris, which is a character they talk about all the time, but we never actually get to see her. And it's like that. It's like they say all these ridiculous things about how she looks to a point where no one could actually play that. part because they just say the most ridiculous things and in Joan and Jericho it's like every character is that yeah
1: has anyone ever made like a wiki of Joan and Jericho because you should totally do it and be like here's all the information we know about Mahmood and (laughs) he's got seven
0: legs (laughs) Has he He does now yeah he can do what is it cervical smears with his finger (laughs) (laughs) they're (laughs) that long doesn't need a speculum he just (laughs) what is it scrapes the cells off with his long finger (laughs) Um, It was quite a word of mouth hit, wasn't it? Which I think is quite common in podcasting, really. Mm -hmm. Just people, it's like a little secret that you tell your friends about. Um, Series two seemed to have a little bit more publicity, I guess, because it's now linked with A Cast, isn't Mm. it? And you were saying before that you got to go to, like, a launch party for Series 2.
1: Yeah, so one of the great things about my job is I do get to go to a lot of podcast launches, and um, they vary from strange, like, special events to just kind of you sit down and listen to a podcast. Um, This one was good, so it was... I don't really know. I think they invited people who like are podcast reviewers and stuff. Um, and Vicky and Julia were there. Um, I didn't really speak to them because I was like, Do you know what? They've got enough mm-hmm. people to be talking to. They don't need to uh speak to me. Um but they they did play out a few clips from the podcast, maybe about ten, fifteen minutes worth. And they were just kind of stood at the front and it was a bit strange, like seeing them having to like listen to their own stuff while everyone else laughed. But it was the first time we'd heard it and everyone was obviously cracking up because just more goodness and yeah I got a special little um Joan and Jericho notebook which I'm are jealous. Yeah. About.
0: Um, and a tote bag but oh, I wow. don't know where that
1: is <laughs> it must be
0: weird hearing it with other people around you, though It is quite a strange experience, yeah, to all just be standing there and listening Because and... podcasts are generally quite like you put your headphones in when you're on your commute yeah. or something like that. You'd
1: maybe like listen in a car with friends <laughs> yeah, or something. But maybe. I would never yeah, I would never kind of like sit down and have listen a party. <laughs> Although Joan and Jericho is one that if I'm ever on a car journey
0: with mates and we're like, Oh, I don't know what to put on, it's like
1: uh, a surefire hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I read a little interview with them in The Guardian, which they did just after series one, and they said, people told us you need to advertise it, and we said, shall we just see if people find it? Mm. And That's kind of what happened, really, isn't it? People did just find it. In the same interview, they also said they didn't really kind of sit down and decide let's do a podcast it was more like they were playing around with ideas and they came up with these characters and then they decided to do a podcast Julia said uh, we didn't want anyone telling us what to do which is what happens in TV Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the appeal of podcasts for creative people isn't it yeah
1: definitely that you can kind of do whatever you like and it's relatively easy to do if you've got a decent mic and a decent kind of editing software you don't really have to spend that much we're in a very nice studio but you don't have to be you Mm -hmm. can just kind of grab a cheapish kind of mic and and just get going. And yeah, I think that there's no boundaries, there's no like watershed and it's quite cheap to make so you don't need to worry that it's going to make money because if it doesn't it's not like you've put loads of money into getting it made. Um, And there's no like real commissioning process. I mean there is with some podcasts but... You don't have to have gone through a commissioning process yeah, to get it. Yeah, if you want, like, made. funding
0: for it, something, then you yeah. have to go through a process, but you can just do it yourself. And,
1: well, like, yeah, TV. Even if you wanted to, like, I don't know, make a pilot of a TV show, like, you'd have to put so much of your own cash into it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't do TV. It's too complicated. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah,
0: so much, like, pitching. So many people who yeah. can say no at different stages and... Yeah, it's very complicated. I can see why they wanted to do a podcast Mm. and make things a bit different. Uh, We can't really talk about series two without mentioning the iconic Hello Fresh song.
1: Oh my gosh. So, because I've been listening, re listening back to these um, in preparation to chat today, it's doing my head in because it's three times an episode. And it's like two minutes long. Yeah. Honestly, I heard it in
0: my dreams last night. (laughs) I do still listen to it though, because often with adverts, I just skip them automatically. But I do actually listen to the song whenever it comes up. Oh no, I was raging in my notes.
1: Why am I hearing this again? (laughs) But
0: it does always make me laugh the little bit at the end where the code is Dear Joan and Jerrica's like, don't accidentally include me. Don't worry,
1: no, I don't mind. (laughs) That's absolutely
0: fine with me. And then there's a Deliveroo advert as well, which I think when I first heard, I didn't actually realise it was an advert because I probably wasn't quite wow. listening properly. Is it at the start sometimes? Yeah, they're talking about how they're ordering a, a Christmas brace of goo ducken, <laughs> uh, a chicken inside a duck inside a goose, and it, which happens in nature, apparently. <laughs> but I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, okay, this is part of the intro. And then it came up again, and I was like, oh, wait, it's an advert for delivery. <laughs> Ah,
1: I don't think I've got that one. I think because the ads of put in They do change. To, yeah. Um, and hey, maybe, listeners, when you're listening in the future, it will be... I don't know, space
0: shoes, whatever (laughs) you guys have got now. (laughs) Or sometimes people get like local adverts now, don't they? Yeah, it's interesting. My friend went
1: on holiday to France and he said all his adverts were in French. Oh, wow. Mm.
0: So aside from all the problems, um, each episode has an intro and an outro, where which is mostly where we get to hear about their bizarre lives and we get these sort of running stories and recurring mm. characters. At the end of series one, Joan's husband was in a coma <laughs> and at the beginning of series two she talks about how he did come out of the coma and he punched her in the face. <laughs> And so her and Mahmoud decided to put him back into it. And it's a a deeper coma than before, saying, oh, he needs a little bit of time to think. And Jerrica says, yes, I'm sure there is time to think in a medically induced coma. That's partly what they're for. (laughs) (laughs) And more updates on her life. Like at one point he comes back home and she says, oh, I'm I'm doing my best not to find him irritating. And Jerrica's like, oh, Joan, you're a saint. (laughs) Just her husband's just causing her this constant Stress, isn't he? And she gets that guy called Pierre sent round. Oh yeah, the um, the help Help. to redesign her kitchen because she wants a tree growing out of the floor in Mm -hmm. the middle. And she says, oh, he's wonderful company as I struggle on through Ralph's continuing existence. <laughs> and her mother's still hanging on as well, isn't she? Oh, yeah,
1: the mum turns up. How many times is the, hus- is the husband back in a coma now at the end? I can't remember. He kind of goes into the coma and then he's out of the coma and he's in the coma again. I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the mum, she wants to just get rid of her mum. She's hanging on for dear life. Yeah, she so hasn't so been pleased, exploded like, yet. <laughs> yeah, the exploding is so funny. And she's
0: got her in like a transparent casket and it can go outside via like a chute or a flume and she floats around in the moat in a <laughs> casket. It's so bleak.
1: I mean how do they come up with it? I wonder if they do think right what am I going to do to the mother or they're just like right what's the first thing that's come into my head today? Yeah. And Poor Cardinal as well of course she's she's had a time. Uh, there was a really bleak bit with Cardinal in episode three where they say about they tell the story of how Jerica her- helped cardinal lose her virginity yeah. uh, to some man from down the street and uh, it was very violent and cardinal hated it and you're like oh wow this has got very dark yeah that was one where I didn't really listen properly the first time I heard it I think you know sometimes it's kind of going on in the background and then I was like, oh oh this is what's going on with
0: like yeah she's uh, what was it she said she's got ptsd well that's nonsense <laughs> yeah. and she says something like Oh well, she was sixteen and she was still fully intact, so uh, yeah. I, I had to like intervene. Yeah, it's not—it's
1: too old. It's too old for that.
0: Um, she's been tested for everything. She's a walking syndrome. I love that. <laughs> I I'd like to have that as like my profile, something—a yeah. walking syndrome. They mentioned how she was born with a massive head. Yeah. And <laughs> she needs a brain scan, but she can't have one because nothing will fit over her head. And they
1: can't put. They can't get an MRI machine big enough.
0: And she, the mac. Uh, Mahmoud offers to help her and Jerika says. But the thing is, she she says that he touches her. That's nonsense. That's a fantasy. Goodness me, anyone would be grateful to be touched by Mahmoud. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Cardinal. Mahmoud's obviously doing something to her and her mother's just dismissing it.
1: Oh, and also she's got very acidic urine, which burns through all the she Yeah. <laughs> so many problems poor Cardinal has. Yeah, they say
0: she's never used an actual toilet. She just uses she <laughs> but burns through them. I think Cardinal's my favourite character. <laughs> I know, she's great. And they end up having that conversation about how she wears femidoms all the time yeah, as well. Yeah, she likes
1: the feel of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, they're on board with femadoms because it's... Puts more responsibility on the woman. You don't want a man having to, you know. Is it suffocate his penis? penis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Cardinal. And then there's the bit as well where Cardinal is. She's been going around uh, getting into this upskirt photography craze mm, yeah. <laughs> with GoPros on her feet <laughs> to see what people. say. Oh, skirts. and then she goes
1: to prison. Um, Has to go
0: bail her out.
1: But she likes it in prison because you get touched in
0: prison or something. Yeah, they said, oh, there's lots of lesbians there, so she's at home there. <laughs> we were talking before about how the characters look or how we're told that they look uh, mm. Joan keeps us updated good on all these um, surgeries that she's been having so she mentions an eyebrow transplant <laughs> she wants them higher up on her forehead and uh, she's had her scalp pinned further oh, back yeah. as well uh, Mahmoud is using a straw to suck fat out of her arms <laughs> Oh <yeah. laughs>
1: and the one with her throat where she gets bits of the pipe stuck in her throat yeah uh, <laughs> so many different procedures for various, I don't know things
0: that we'll never know what was actually wrong with her in the first place. She gets her nipples raised. Oh yeah. And Jerrica goes oh again. Like <laughs> a regular procedure. Replaced with monkey nipples. She gets her ribs removed <laughs> uh, which has apparently weakened her muscles and her organs are crunching together and Mahmoud is soothing her by rubbing his big nose all over <laughs> her somehow and they said something like it has the ability to heat up as well. Yeah. Has anyone
1: ever done fan art? I think that's what people should do. Um, I don't know. These people I- should look
0: like? Yeah I haven't looked actually. I would like to see an artist's impression like based on all this information that we've had mm-hmm. and a few other little nuggets about Joan's life. She says at one point that she has armed guards with her all the time. <laughs> uh, they're talking about ham at one point for some reason and she says I honeycomb everything, I even put it in the bath. <laughs> Sounds like the kind of thing like Goop would tell you yeah. to do, like some sort of lifestyle advice. And she also mentions that when she has people around she shows them through her lingerie collection and she says, it's just one of my things, <laughs> as you do. We've already talked about Cardinal and then other stuff going on in Jerrica's life. She mentions going for her weekly smear.
1: Yeah, weekly. I mean, <laughs> what's happening there? Keeping on it, keeping on the ball.
0: Yeah, why not? Any excuse to see Mahmoud. Yeah, exactly. And his long, long fingers. She's been uh, wild swimming again, but she gets an eel oh, stuck yeah. inside What does you call
1: it, the urethral... Entrance something. or
0: yeah. something, yeah. Like, burrowing in. She, she gets a surgeon to remove it by sort of fly fishing it out <laughs> and then she goes for dinner with him afterwards, <laughs> yeah. like being unfaithful to Mahmood. But she says oh you know it was purely platonic, it was just a dinner and then we went back to the hotel and Joan goes, but both of you yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, it. Something definitely happened. I can't remember if this came up in series one but she mentions her husband being away a lot in mm. this one. I don't know if that's a new development or I've just forgotten Yeah, no it. same
1: I think and he's just so dedicated to those boys in, is it time Thailand or Vietnam? I can't remember which one. I think Thailand, yeah, yeah. But he's so dedicated. They have lots of group hugs all the time <laughs> and the pictures. And he spent. did he spend Christmas with them
0: or something? Yeah, that came up That's in... That's in the, yes. Yeah. Uh, Joan and Jerica made an appearance on the High Low podcast. Um, if anyone wants to look for that, it was the, the Christmas episode. Um, and it's just a sort of little 10-minute interview towards the end. And they're talking about their Christmas plans and, yeah, Jerrica uh, mentions that her husband is with these boys in Thailand and Cardinal's invited 40 friends <laughs> around. Yeah, 40. I'm surprised she has that many friends because the way they talk about her, they say they say she's just one of life's losers, <laughs> but she's got 40 friends for some reason. And Joan says that she's going to Antigua with a couple of male friends. <laughs> like that she specifies male. Yeah. And they also give some advice Christmas-related advice on that podcast, if anyone wants to seek that out. Oh, they also talk about how they met as well, don't they? Yeah. There's a bit of backstory. Very complicated. Yeah, Jerrica was out doing some wild swimming, as per, and Joan was jogging past... Jerrica had swallowed a tampon and Joan jumped in and saved her because she had some tongs in her bag. <laughs> she just had them to hand. Apparently that's how they met. That's what they said on the Hilo podcast.
1: It's amazing knowing Joan can move that quickly because of all these procedures she's had done. I know, I just I'm just think surprised. she's a walking piece of plastic. <laughs>
0: Not a walking syndrome, she was just a walking piece of plastic. Jerrica also ends one episode by saying that she's off to do a TED talk on depression and the menopause because she hotly disputes any connection between the two. (laughs) It's a myth that needs debunking. And that's where they go off on a really long tangent about mice with, like, taking HRT. Oh, yeah. Mice with boobs mouse porn and women prefer it because <laughs> they've got more romantic stories <laughs> that's kind of like the kinder assist thing isn't it where it's really quite surreal and yeah, it just
1: goes <laughs> down another path to such extreme
0: lengths <laughs> so recently on our twitter account we asked people to vote for their favorite problems from series two uh, we had some initial polls and then some quarterfinals semi-finals and a final and we're going to go through the top 10 now as voted by you guys so number 10 is opening legs on the tube I've given them all little catchy names Uh, that's from episode 1 and it's this woman who she wants to have a torrid illicit affair but she says no matter how much I stare at men on the tube or in libraries they never drag me into a cupboard for sex (laughs) how can I make this happen and it's just all they, well they she asks should I be opening my legs on the tube rather than just staring and they're like well that's one answer
1: it's the classic thing where were this asked in a different way they'd say oh yeah you should be opening your legs you should be dragging men into cupboards but because she's asked it they're like right well how can we make this her fault that that's not working um, well you're obviously disgusting and obviously they don't like you enough maybe your vagina is disgusting and you need to do something about that
0: yeah, they suggest that she should get a merkin, and then they <laughs> and then they recommend getting a photo of a, a younger, fresher vagina and sticking it on top of hers. And they say she should pop into Pronto Print to get it printed. Like, oh, the, the staff are very friendly in there. I just love that image. of This poor woman giving into Pronto Print and being like, I need to get this printed. Pop out. into Pronto Print. <laughs> and they say as well she should get a booster seat so that she's more in people's eyeline and yeah. they can get a better look.
1: Or maybe you. Know, smaller men
0: you know <laughs> oh god and then number nine is useless pussy son I love this one just the title of it yeah useless pussy son. <laughs> says everything you need I just like the way this one's worded just my son often cries if he falls over or when he tries new things and fails and my husband calls him a useless pussy which makes him cry more is there something wrong with him he's three
1: <laughs> <laughs> the bit with he's three I laughed out loud on the tube at yeah. there, I was just
0: like <laughs> I think there's a few in this series that have got a good little um, sort of twists at the end or not necessarily a twist but a little PS at the end yeah think he's three yeah I think there's a few that will come up later But
1: uh, well yes he, he does look like a, a wimpy looking boy um, <laughs> Biff looks fantastic <laughs> yeah then they try and figure out what his name Biff could be short for uh, Biffry
0: Biffrid Biffin
1: yeah Biffin It's just so psychologically cruel to this poor little three-year-old boy. And just saying all the ways why, yeah, he is a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and well, of course men don't want to talk about their feelings. Why should they? And they say, oh, well, you need to use these sort of terms, otherwise he's not going to sit up and listen. Obviously, the mum is wrong, dad is right. And at the end they say, well, you know, he might cry for a while, but he'll reach a point where he'll start to shut his emotions down in order to cope. And that's when you've hit gold and started to make a man.
1: (laughs) It's just classic Joan and Joker advice
0: really, to uh, what all men should be doing
1: is learning that they're a useless pussy and shut up.
0: Poor little Tommy Longstead. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight is uncle-niece relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this woman has set up her 31-year-old daughter who's unmarried with a, a lovely chap in his early 60s, but she hasn't told her that it's her uncle and now she's found out and she's upset. <laughs> and I like the detail as well of he's taken her bowling into a musical twice in one day. And that's so bizarre. I'm lovely,
1: sh- a matinee. And then, such a is it the same musical detail? or two musicals? I know, I'm-
0: a really strange detail that I just love
1: I also like the bit where it's saying that he's now hanging out with her they're bathing together and that's just like you know when she was little there's a photo of him bathing her as a baby and they're now recreating that as adults and Mm -hmm. like that's very that's very beautiful and I love it it's just it's just getting on the territory of like really awful and you're like oh god where are we going where are we going we're going to leave it just to imagine
0: how terrible that is. <laughs> and they say as well that she sent in lots of photos of them making love.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they look lovely, very nice of that I mean, who's
0: been taking the photos? I want to know. Yeah, maybe the mum, the woman who's been writing the letter. I don't know. And th- this takes a, weird t- a weirder turn as well because they're saying, oh, you know, it's just experimenting. And they start talking about... Uh, places where people can like finger each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the queue at the post office, and there's just so many rules these days. And I think it's Jerrica who says, "I mean, there's you know, what was wrong with a bit of fingering in the post office?"
1: Yeah, it's just something women have got to get used to, and poor men these days, you know, they just don't know what they can do. It's such a shame for them that they can't finger women wherever they like. And it's not even related to the problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very
0: strange tangent. It's one of these
1: tangents. I love it though.
0: Yeah, it's clearly a bigger problem than the. Industry incest is that you can't finger people in post offices anymore. Number 7 is uh Breast Milk Down Below. Mm. I think I've got more notes about this one than any other. One.
1: I think this is possibly like the worst one in terms of darkness mm-hmm. um slash best one because it's outrageous. It is one where I if people have said, "Oh, I haven't heard season 2 yet." I'm like, "There's this one <laughs> where it just goes to places that you didn't think it would go." Again, it just crosses the line into absolute <laughs> awfulness, but that's what we want that's what it's for yeah
0: I was having a look at the podcast uh, reviews recently and there are one or two reviews for series two saying that they've gone too far yeah. <laughs> and they do not say exactly what upset them but from what they say I think it's this one possibly yeah. they mention like children and stuff it's not funny to make fun of yeah, child they abuse have
1: defi- <laughs> I think more in this series than the first one at least if I remember correctly they have gone they have really like erred on the side of child abuse comedy which shouldn't be funny but i think because it's coming from them and you know that this is complete nonsense it's and like it's not
0: something that could happen
1: it's yeah, so exactly insane. and the joke is it's all yeah it's always so extreme and also like this one with the woman who has her her milk ducts have moved to her groin yeah you know it's it's completely outrageous and you, the joke is on joan and jerica being horrendous rather than the child of a mother with milk ducts in her
0: groin <laughs> yeah uh, this is the, I think this is the best name this is Leanne Ollie Bollingay yeah. <laughs> and later on they talk about baby Bolingay. isn't she from the Isle of Wight Don't yeah know why I Leanne Ollie Bollingay from the Isle of Wight yeah because they bring that up towards the end they say oh you know the Isle of Wight is a strange place so I'm
1: from the Isle of Man and the Isle of Wight are our uh, mortal enemies because um, uh, everyone okay. mixes us up so I was really glad to hear them got some digging b- on the Isle of Wight got here. some beef sorry
0: guys from the Isle of Wight yeah. it's just true well later yeah we'll talk about Bodmin later <laughs> <laughs> in one of the other proper But yeah, they're they're starting off talking about, well, they tell this woman, you know, Obviously, people are going to be judgmental in public if she's getting sexual pleasure from this. uh, The phrase we use is "baby cunnilingus."
1: Oh, I know. Oh, god, it's horrible.
0: (laughs) And they say, well, you know, you need to keep the baby clean. Baby bollingay is going to be swimming around in the secretions if mum is getting a little bit sexually het up. Oh, god. Uh, And then they get a bit suspicious, don't they? Because they say from the photo that he looks older than a baby. Mm Because she she sent in three or four. Yeah, she sent in a photo of her sitting on a park bench and he's under the bench coming up through the, the, the slats um, and she's like got her skirts hitched up so everyone can have a look <laughs> and that's when the Isle of Wight comes up they're like oh you know it is the Isle of Wight maybe that's what they do
1: the letter never mentions that she's enjoying it but they're no. like well you're obviously enjoying this yeah this is just horrendous but um, it's the sort of thing that you could only get away with on Joan and Jerrica and through a podcast because If this were like, I don't know, some sort of visual format, you can't show those pictures. Like, how are you going to mock it? Even how are you going to mock that up? Like, that's not, we don't want to see that. We just need to hear the
0: words. And the conclusion is... uh this little lad is not going to grow up mentally healthy if he's having to bring his mum off in a park under a bench at the age of four or five. <laughs> Fair enough. There's some good advice for once, maybe.
1: But what if he's? Um, they they should cross reference him with a useless pussy son. Yeah. You no. Know? Like, how are those children going to be different?
0: Number six is thong in the ensuite. This is from episode one. I think it's the very first episode of the series. And this is a woman whose son has got engaged to someone unsuitable. She has very large breasts that are always on display. And I know she wears thongs as she left one rinsing in the ensuite. I've no idea why, as they only came for lunch. That's another little sort of twist at mm. the end, as well, isn't it? They only came for lunch. And this woman's annoyed because they were all having a family lunch and everyone disappeared <laughs> upstairs apart from her. And she says, My husband came back downstairs sweaty and covered in stains. <laughs>
1: Um, and I love the thing of, oh, well, yes, yeah, she's obviously taking her thong off. Uh, she's, she's swished it through, <laughs> swished it through. And I don't know why, just the, the wording of swished it through always cracks me up. And the other it's, this is, yeah, such a strong opener to the first series. And the it's one where Julia's really cracking up. And I love those ones where you, you're going like that ah, because she can't keep us up. Uh, but... Um, Vicky never really does. She's always More so straight faced. Straight faced yeah. and like can say anything. But I do love it when yeah, you just hear it going and yes, that's true,
0: isn't it? <laughs> she obviously is just like losing it. and It must be so hard because it's just so funny. Yeah, it's that one line in particular where they're talking about how. Uh, apparently the dog went upstairs yeah. too and came <laughs> came back down gagging and, <laughs> and she says yes, um, possibly Alan Sadler tried to ejaculate into the dog's mouth and yeah. she's like, you could tell she's about to like burst out laughing
1: yeah and then there's also um, a tangent of, oh is it this one where she says she's got uh, very milky boobs, they yeah. look like milky
0: and they talk about like bra fittings yeah, and, yeah, yeah, then it goes on
1: a bra fitting tangent about a woman who um, has been going to, you should go to M&S get your bra fitted, although one woman did that and she was going to every eminence in the country getting her bra fitted several times a day yeah. (laughs) yeah just yeah a classic episode of you've got incest you've got big boobs you've got shagging you've got some sort of weird tangent you've got Julia cracking up
0: it's perfect yeah you start the series and you're like yes they're back (laughs) and the conclusion of that one is just um, well Margaret these things happen (laughs) and then Jerrica says I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody (laughs) like of all the people to say that it's ridiculous Number five is the washing machine repair man. Yes. I really like this one. This is a 75-year-old widow from Bodmin. Her washing machine broke down and uh, a guy called Brandon (laughs) came round to fix it while she was in the shower. And she says... He fingered me while fixing the machine, and I've tried ringing the firm to get the number, but they say there's no one of that name working there. It's very dark.
1: It turns out the guy looked like Fred West.
0: Yeah, Um, but they still think he's a catch, though, don't
1: they? (laughs) He's definitely Joan and Joker's type. Any sort of serial killer is probably on
0: their top list of hotties. And they're looking at the photo of him and they say, you know, perhaps not the best educated, presumably local to Bodmin.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, those Bodmin people, I don't know what's on Bodmin other than the... I had to look at where it was because I didn't know where it was.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Cornwall sort of area yeah they say as well that the letter's not very well written and they say oh maybe maybe you know she's in Bodmin maybe she couldn't get out to a school to learn to read or write <laughs> love of anyone who's in Bodmin was listening and just yeah
1: deeply offended I mean there's so much more to be upset by yeah and also fingering her while fixing the washing machine I mean is how close is the washing machine to the shower has he got very long arms yet another one where we you know we really need to think about the physicality of this man
0: yeah because they question as well like did he actually fix it she Doesn't say whether it got (laughs) fixed or not. Did he use something else on her, like a tool? But they still think it was a nice, they say it's a fortunate experience and say, oh, you know, you just got lucky with a random man knocking at the door and they suggest that she should go out on the moors looking for him, don't they? (laughs) Don't give up. You found this great man who just came into your home out of nowhere. What a treat. a a touch of Fred West about him
1: I actually in this episode um, it wasn't on the top 10 but I really liked in this episode the um, riding puss that was also in this episode which is someone wants to buy their husband a riding puss which is some sort of sexual implement you can tie onto your desk and he's a headmaster so obviously he'll need that because he sees these young
0: girls every day and you know he it's needs the it. girl's fault yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, yeah i love that little p.s he's a headmaster i think yeah, i yeah. laughed out loud <laughs> about that when i was listening just it's bad enough if you're like in an office but he's a headmaster <laughs> yeah i no. think the riding puss missed out on this top 10 i would have liked it in there <laughs> number four is suckling on the o pair uh yeah. they've got this living au pair from Croatia and the husband promised that he wasn't attracted to her. But she says, uh, one evening I was up with the runs and when I passed the nursery I saw my husband silhouetted in the moonlight, suckling on the au pair's breasts while she gobbled at his penis. The next morning I tried to bring it up with her, but she threw her breakfast in my face. <laughs> and they go, Oh well it's the same old story, isn't it? <laughs> We've all been through this.
1: Everyone's got one of these stories. Um yeah again this is one where they just go off on one but just about the guy's dick like for a very long time just discussing what his penis looks like
0: yeah and they've got a photo of her as well haven't they Mm -hmm. and they say well they accuse her of being jealous and like what they did in series one a lot they accuse her of having cancer (laughs) they say oh you know you're smoking that's going to give you cancer it may already have done so by (laughs) the look on your face (laughs) like you could see if someone's got cancer by the look on their face and they say she's probably an alcoholic she's probably got type 2 diabetes she just needs to get over it and seek medical advice (laughs) And if the tests come back negative, go again and don't take no for an answer. Yep. They say actually about the NHS, um, I think this is Joan that says this, they fob you off with the results so that you do pass away because there's too many people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is, I think that is the kind of thing you might, hear from some like older people like they might genuinely believe something like that from the newspaper yeah I think
1: that they could go to town more on this if they do a series 3 which I hope they do is um, yeah how everything's trying to kill us and actually everyone there's too many people we should get rid of them um, I think that's a really very classic Joan and Jerrica line to go down of yeah just saying why people should Died sooner
0: <laughs> yeah I heard um, Vicky Pepperdine on the fear podcast recently like talking about things that she's afraid of mm. and one of her main fears is like medical stuff uh, and doctors that makes a lot of sense yeah. there's a lot of yeah,
1: medical issues in Joan and
0: Jerry I think she said that both of her parents worked in the NHS as well so uh. it's something that she's sort of been around maybe this is how <laughs>
1: her like own therapy is thinking you know what's the worst possible thing that could happen yeah
0: working her way through it talking about all these horrible mm. meds Medical conditions and um, well speaking of horrible medical conditions uh, we're in the top three now oh yeah and I only realized this morning looking at the top three they're all about anuses <laughs> so like I don't know what that says about who voted for these I didn't choose them but number three is a uh, bad anus a woman took part in a group anal organized by her partner's cousin and she said it was fun at first but then it was a bit too rough. And he dragged out my back passage as he withdrew. (laughs) And he said, I must have a bad anus. (laughs) And now it's dangly and painful. Because obviously it's her... Yeah, it's her fault.
1: Of course, it's her fault. Um, She's got a bad anus. Um, She should have looked after it properly. Um, That poor man, like, he can't have been expected to expect this. Yeah, it's Um, her
0: problem to deal with now.
1: I think there there is quite a lot of chat about anuses or anal. I would say at least one mention per episode, if not more, as we see from our top three yeah again very medical this answer of here's what you can have done yeah they said get a friend to help push it back in (laughs) (laughs) as if she's been waiting for them to reply to the letter just there with it hanging out Uh, for weeks yeah
0: and and the term they use as well is ain't (laughs) Columphus. and it always when whenever it sounds like vicky is sort of coming up with those on the spot and like julia is often sort of laughing like very quietly Mm. in the background but yeah ain't Columphus, you it's all to do with whether the the woman can deal with it or not and you can get your friend to help out or you can get a nurse to tuck it back up yeah <laughs> and this is they have a little tangent here about fleet services oh yeah uh, and Jer- and how cardinal is obsessed with pies uh, and jerica says i picked up a gunster oh, yeah. <laughs> so did you mean gunster? So, no no <laughs> <laughs> it made that made me think of the thing about is it grease in series oh, yeah, one. Yeah. They're using the musical Grease Grease. <laughs> Gunster. Number two is Anal stretching. This is a husband wants anal sex and she is not keen because she gets a lot of piles, but he's told her that it's anal sex or bus, (laughs) (laughs) as you do. They've done several attempts, but she says she doesn't like it and she's worried about him touching a stool in there. And then the little P.S. is, P.S., I woke up one morning to find him trying to stretch my anus and they go, oh, bless him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He's being so kind to you. Um, You know, what what a great husband he is
0: How yeah he nice. could have had an affair that's what they say isn't yeah
1: and you know maybe he should have what a what a top guy he's being so attentive um, yeah it's one of those ones where obviously it's the
0: woman's fault why hasn't she stretched it herself she's not making the effort yeah mm-hmm. and they say you know he's he could, he could go off with the younger woman, but he's staying with you and you are cocking your snook.
1: <laughs> yeah, cock a snook. I, I love that phrase. Yeah,
0: I had to Google it because I wasn't sure if it was like made up in this, but it is a phrase apparently. Wow, yeah, I could have believed it was
1: made up by this. Uh, this is another one where uh, Juliet, she just can't hold it together, even just reading it out. It's just so joyful. It always makes me laugh when you hear her laughing.
0: Yeah. And this poor and they say to her, like, reading between the lines, she's saying that she doesn't enjoy sex in any capacity <laughs> just because she doesn't want her husband to stretch her anus. That means she is frigid. Yeah, 100%. And am <laughs> not really sure why she's written to us at all, to be honest. Um, she sends them a photo of her bottom and they say she's got something called body bearding. And yeah, that, that can be treated with a body bomb from the GP or the pharmacy over the counter. <laughs> and they're saying, oh, well, maybe it's failing because your husband's being put off by how it all looks down there. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's her fault. She needs to make herself look nicer.
0: Yeah, obviously there are anal stretches and they're worth having <laughs> but yeah, they say that she should stretch herself and she can try it on the bus or in the bingo <laughs>
1: In the bingo, what What an idea
0: mm-hmm. And you need to think a little bit further than your own concerns and he's obviously a lovely guy you know, the usual story <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah one of those classic ones again I love the thought process of these women actually writing to them yeah. and say, here's a picture of my bottom <laughs> I, uh, So we're at number one now Which is Café Rouge Toilet. I think just the imagery of
1: Café, the specificity of Café Rouge.
0: Ruined Café Rouge. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: I haven't been back since. Can't say I went loads before, but, you know, now all I think is what might be happening
0: in the toilets. Maybe they could, like, sponsor the next story. It's a great idea, you know. So this is a letter from a man for a change. He's got engaged and he says his fiance's friends are being very flirtatious. He writes, I'm definitely a nine out of ten, whereas she's a five or a six, and so girls have always hit on me. It's hard to resist as some of her mates are really quite horny. And, yeah, he's... a says that he's done anal with one of them in a cafe rouge toilet at me at the engagement <laughs> and they're just go, oh frankie naughty boy <laughs> again just that he sent loads of pictures of himself hasn't he yeah and, oh, and he's, he's enclosed two copies there oh so kind of him yeah how considerate and they're like gushing about his looks and they're talking about the cafe rouge toilet saying you know well, you won't be the first and you won't be the last. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also just an engagement do in a Cafe Rouge is just such a bleak yeah. experience. Has anyone ever paid full price for a Cafe Rouge meal? It's one of those you you go on a meal deal yeah. or you don't go at all. So the kind of like grubbiness is just adds to it. And they're like, yeah, well done, of course. Like, it's not your fault, you're gorgeous. Like, how could they resist you? You know, it's it's not your fault at all. You know, you're doing these, these girls a favor and you should maybe make sure that you have a hand in choosing the bridesmaids for the yeah. wedding because you want to make sure they're attractive. Or when you want to have a little bit of fun on the wedding day. Um, and then they also say, maybe get the little ones involved yeah. as well. You're like, oh, we're going there straight away.
0: We're going there. Okay. Yeah, they say to do something on the wedding day because there's no more thrilling time. <laughs> and they say, oh, you know, of course there's no problem with going on with the engagement. The only problem is that he can do better. <laughs> like yeah. that's the only issue they
1: can see with it. <laughs> Should any you be this. doing this? Maybe break it off. You can do better. I also love the phrase, uh, melt in the mouth penis. Yeah. It's a real melt in the mouth melt-in-the-hand penis that he's got there and he sent two copies of a picture of that Uh, very kind of him
0: they mentioned the onion soup specifically as well, don't they? Yes,
1: after you've had the onion soup, all you want to do is you've had such a great gastronomic pleasure that all that you can do is have a bit more indulgence and have some
0: anal in the toilet. Yeah, and if they say, you know, well, if it's if it's offered up on a plate, albeit a Café Rouge plate, <laughs> just the amount of times they mention Café Rouge, I love that. So that was number one, and like in terms of any other problems we've already mentioned the riding puss which i think was unfairly maligned yeah (laughs) i think that that was a good one yeah i i also really like the one with the man whose wife has cancer and he's been flirting with a younger woman at the library she's 19 and he's 71 (laughs) and they're like oh this is a lovely letter and he sent us some secret photos he's taken of her (laughs) And they go on this tangent about how he can speed up the process to yeah. make his wife die. And they've got a ca- they've got a static caravan in Land's
1: End and like, why don't you just pack her off to that and let her die in there? With some biscuits and squash. Yeah, you don't want her to die. You don't want to be too cruel. But we'll we'll leave her with some biscuits and squash in the caravan and then you can get
0: on with your life. Yeah. And that's the uh, bobbly boobs one as yes, well. Yes, lovely bobbly boobs. Or the, the grape boob as it's known. <laughs> Yeah, that one takes a turn. Another sort of medically one is uh, the Dumbo penis. Oh, yeah. This is their first letter from a couple who are concerned about the size of their son's penis. And they call it an elephantine or Dumbo penis. (laughs) And they say that he could wear a penile bra and it's (laughs) going to reach a point where he can start picking things up with it like an elephant's trunk. (laughs) <laughs> and they also talk about, oh, you know, he, he could find Mrs. Dumbo one day. Maybe people who are worrying about a daughter with a giant baggy vulva will be reassured that there are some fellas out there when she gets to 16 or younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or younger. It's so hard to believe that it's improvised because it's like every line is has lots of different elements to it. Yeah. I don't know, my, my brain just doesn't work that way. I think they've
1: maybe just got some, like, rules in their head of, like, okay, like, let's... if. If we're talking about a young, like teenage girl, let's make it younger, like what's the worst thing we could say? Like maybe it's just gotta be like what's the like what's the opposite of what of the mm-hmm. actual advice that I would give. I find it interesting because some people have said, talking about Joan and Joker, oh, it's kind of like, you know, woman's hour in another dimension. But I d- it's not exact. it's something else and I can't put my finger on what it is because I think like Woman's Hour is too nuanced whereas like this is completely in one direction of you're always awful and the yeah just the one-sidedness of the advice um, I would yeah I would love to see if there's like you know conflicting advice I mean of course there is like <laughs> but specifically to be like well this kid's done this Here's what you should do. And then the next week, it's completely opposite. Yeah. And also, yeah, how the actual people, like, how dare you write in, like, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you, you're you obviously a terrible person. Why are you bothering us
0: with this? Tearing apart their looks whenever yeah. they get a photo in. And every every time they get a photo of a man, I think particularly in series one, they were like, oh, you know, he's got a big belly. But we love that sort of thing. It's yeah. the dad term. <laughs> but the women can't get anything right. Even yeah. If, unless the only time they seem to compliment a woman is if someone's written in and said, here's a picture of the woman my husband's having an affair with, and they'll comment on that one and be like, oh, Majana is gorgeous, isn't she? That's the only women that they like are the ones who steal the husbands because they think that the older women have deserved it. So you already mentioned the Riding Puss. Were there any other ones that you remember that weren't in the top ten that you liked in particular?
1: Yeah, Riding Puss and, yeah, the, uh, the Caravan. I yeah. think were big ones for me. I always like the ones where it's not so much the ones about children, but the ones about, like, I don't know, how are you going to... You're dying. How do you speed up the process? Like, yeah. I think that's an area they sometimes go into in a really horrible, like, medical way. Well, you know, they've got so much advice from Mahmoud that they must be very well-versed. And what is it like? Hasn't Jerika's written five books on, on depression. depression? Yeah, so she's, you know, clearly a genius in... That field, yeah, I really like the the medical ones because they especially like the stupid names that she comes up with. Mm -hmm.
0: There was one, (laughs) quite a silly one, where a woman sent in a picture of her dead husband in his coffin uh, and oh, they, yeah. they think he looks like the Scots porridge oats man. Yeah and
1: then they go off on one about the Scots porridge oats guy and like it could it could be him. He's, is he of an age? How old would he be now? It becomes yeah. some sort of investigative journalism podcast about the Scots porridge oats man. They maybe want to look up the Scots porridge oats man.
0: Yeah because when I was hearing it for the first time for some reason I had um, Quaker oats in my head. Uh, yeah I mean I
1: think the Quaker <laughs> oats guy would be someone that Joan and Jericho fancy as well.
0: Yeah the Scots porridge oats guy is a bit more sort of like toned traditionally attractive (laughs) posing on the front cover (laughs) and in that one there's a term they use where they're saying that they can see that the corpse has got an erection and they say and uh, Vicky goes and that is what is known as a, a donkey slant <laughs> and Julia's like dying again
1: yeah and they, doesn't she have
0: like experience
1: with it like it happened to her with one of her husbands or something yeah
0: they say it's common mm. it'll happen if a man dies while having sex But
1: as, as, as is very regularly with them you know what can you expect
0: yeah, I quite like the uh, the um letter from the gay man is quite good because that's a little bit different mm. uh how he's got a long healthy penis but guys aren't interested and at first they're like oh yes that does look good uh we prefer length over girth and jerica says she likes wormy penises <laughs> rather than stumpy it looks like it's 15 inches long and about a centimeter wide oh my gosh <laughs> and they speculate that he might have stretched it with a fishing rod or something yeah. and they, they talk about aids as well and say oh you know aids isn't so trendy now so there's a gap in the market for something else to replace (laughs) it and maybe this is it you've got to have a gimmick to have a long penis or a curly penis and they request more photos those
1: are the sort of things that you can imagine like certain commentators actually saying of like aids isn't fashionable anymore i'm sure that they've got something else now that's fashionable (laughs) it's like it's there where it kind of edges on reality a, a little bit
0: and I've got a few other little lines that I quite liked from elsewhere. There's a 72 year old woman whose husband is whacking her in the face with his penis. And uh, Jerrica just says, oh, dear, Brenda, where's your sense of fun? Yeah. And I think it's Brenda again. I've written down Brenda twice. She lives in Cherbourne, and they're talking about whether she does Airbnb. <laughs> and I don't know why I find this so funny, but Jerica says she looks like the type of lady who'd like to get her hands on some cash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so insulting, but <laughs> you wouldn't want that said about you? It's
1: what you look like. How do you find someone that looks like that? <laughs> you, look
0: like you want to get your hands on some cash. There's a woman who's got a load of ailments and so she's got a therapy bird wearing mm. a little waistcoat. <laughs> and then they go off and <laughs> what about the
1: waistcoat.
0: Yeah, and how the bird could be the cause of her problems. But then they sort of say it's attractive as well, don't they? Yeah, and it's probably like pecking
1: around at you.
0: Yeah, that was something that came up with the kid breastfeeding as well that I don't think we mentioned. They they look at the picture of the little boy and they say um, he's quite sort of smouldering for for, <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. little fellow and he's got a glint in his eye. Just. Oh, God, awful. Anything that's male can just be sexualized. Yeah, no matter how old or young, or even human. <laughs> and in that problem with the bird, Jerrica says, you know, you get a little ear infection. Before you know it, you've got an inflamed vulva. Everything's linked in the body. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's some medical advice. There's a woman who, uh, her daughter wants to be a model, but apparently she's unattractive, and they absolutely go off at this Woman saying she's jealous of her daughter, and the conclusion is that she should go to an evening class or something. And they say she needs to take her mind off the fact that her husband's in love with her daughter, <laughs> which has just come out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, they get a letter with a full address and postcode, which they read out. Oh, that money's good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, full, full address, is it? Okay. <laughs> and maybe she's hoping to get some other letters from people. Have you Googled
1: <laughs> like, it? Does that address
0: exist? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a secret, and if you go there, you get a special Joan Jagger uh, prize. That would be good I can't remember what problem it was now but probably not something where she wants people to get in touch (laughs) with it it's
1: actually one of their addresses
0: (laughs) yeah and then we've already talked about the Scots porridge oats man and one last thing I've got written down I don't think this is a problem I think this is in an outro or an intro Uh, Joan is talking about how she's going to open a new wing of a boarding school (laughs) and it's for age three and upwards where they're strapped into their beds. Those poor children. (laughs) Um, And they go on off on this tangent about how oh you know of course the husband gets jealous of the children and Jericho just goes those are his boobs (laughs) (laughs) out of nowhere. He's had his toy shop shut down and apparently they've been inundated with applicants because people can't get rid of their children quick enough.
1: <laughs> oh God, the children in the universe of Joan and Jerica are not in a
0: good place. Because I think it's mentioned elsewhere that Joan has a load of children, but she doesn't really bring them up, does she? Yeah, she's got because she's had lots of husbands, and I think like five like uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, and like various children from them. But yeah, I don't think she ever really. Because we hear about Cardinal all the time, but we don't hear about any of Jane's And is Cardinal children. an only child? I think she is. I think so. Um, well, she's a handful, so... Walking syndrome. Mm. And the podcast does end with them saying, we look forward to hearing from you all next time. And I don't. there hasn't been any sort of official announcement about mm. more, has there? No, not yet, but I suppose it's only been a few months, so maybe yeah, they might but it. I suppose they can kind of just carry on as long as they want to really. Where do you they? think
1: they could go next? I mean, honestly, there's been like no boundaries in this season. Like, yeah, how, exactly. How bad
0: are they going to get? Yeah, because you don't, I suppose, they don't want it to be repetitive because it is kind of, obviously it's not one joke, but it's mm. like, it's one premise where the people write in with problems and yeah, they have kind of pushed the boundaries in series two, haven't they? So I mean, I'm sure they could find other problems. Maybe they should ask for listener
1: problems, but... I don't know. You might get some actual, genuine weirdos <laughs> writing in and for real they advice. Will, yeah, they'll accidentally give some terrible advice that someone thinks is real.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose they could change the format. Like, it didn't. It wouldn't necessarily have to be them answering problems. It could be Joe and Jerrica hosting some other sort of show, maybe a debate. Yeah,
1: I wonder how they do with like a live guest.
0: Yeah, and if the
1: live guest is told to be completely not not necessarily play along, but kind of say you know act, react like you would react if you were given mm-hmm. that advice of like what no that's horrible and they're like why is it horrible
0: yeah or I suppose they could do themes maybe yeah. for writing about specific things I'm kind of thinking of like Alan Partridge now because that's a character where th- they've done all these different formats mm. for the character like hosting a TV show hosting a radio show I suppose they could experiment a little bit if they wanted to mix it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, could they go to TV? Have to be late <laughs> night. Very, very late night. A lot of prosthetics
1: yeah. to match the descriptions yeah, true, we've been
0: given. Actually, yeah, or just, I don't know, animated series. That's a, that's a point. Well, you know, they might not want to. They might like, like they we were talking about before, the whole freedom of it, the fact that they can just control it. There's yeah, no one, I mean, I think no there's no
1: way you're getting this on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love it, but I don't... So many... Red so much red tape to jump through,
0: jump through, cut, yeah, through. <laughs> <laughs> and so before we end, is there anything else you want to say about Deirdre and Jericho or any other points? Ah <sighs> I mean, it's just
1: it's just awful, isn't it? but <laughs> in such a hilarious way, i don't I really don't think that there's anything like it that is so horrendous in its advice, but really hilarious because it goes places that nothing else would. And I think because they're women. You kind of get away with it because you see what they're parodying. And in a a weird way, it seems less sinister coming from like these like, oh, a lovely Scottish lady in such a nice voice. I just think, yeah, there's a really good formula to it. Um, I honestly haven't found anything of a similar kind of nature, but I suppose
0: it's hard to because they've really like smashed it. And even like the sort of genre of it, because there are loads of comedy podcasts where it's like, two comedians having a chat with each other but mm. there aren't so many uh character comedy podcasts yeah there what i do really like but- is um i am oh it's called talking to actors with anna man yes uh, which is yeah. so good
1: uh, colin holt's character anna man who is this old actress and it's in no way like the darkness of joan and jerica but it is very silly and she's had like five husbands and they're all in the acting biz and uh, it's all kind of her exploits from throughout her career and she's got absolutely no awareness that she's awful Mm -hmm. and she thinks she's brilliant and like acting's going to save the world, darling. That's a really good one that I've been listening to recently and that's kind of like filling my gap of Joan and Jerrica and also makes me feel less uh, dirty about myself sometimes, you know, when you're laughing at these horrible things. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: that's that's quite a new one, isn't it? That podcast.
1: Yeah, it's been going for a few series, I think, but
0: there's a new series out at the minute um and there's one called um brian and roger which is quite good as well that's characters as well and that's quite dark and it's the format is them leaving uh messages on each other's answering machines but yeah we're not like inundated with loads of character based podcasts like we are with like you know comedians having a chat about food or films or a There's topic. also Beef and
1: Dairy Network as well, yes. um, which is classic kind of weird universe where it's a podcast for people who are interested in, who work in or are just interested in the beef and dairy industries. And it's all these made up people from the industry, like a psychotic abattoir owner. And that can go down some dark alleyways
0: sometimes. It's strange because that one is so hard to explain to people. Yeah. You have to just get them to You're like, It sounds weird, it. but you will enjoy it. Yeah, I think I I sort of binged that one and I was just, like, in this weird world. It's so funny. Mm. I love it. So... Before we finish, where can people find you on social media? Oh,
1: so I'm on Twitter of at Amanda Litherland. Amanda Litherland didn't fit, so oh. there's no A on the end of the first Amanda. I
0: never noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: know. Well, it's I think it's a terrible idea, but I've got it now. And I, uh, yeah, I make Podcast Radio Hour for the BBC, where I recommend good podcasts every week. So you can find that by searching Podcast Radio Hour or BBC Podcast Radio Hour, because sometimes
0: those words are on a lot of podcasts so (laughs) yeah the other day i was listening to the one about the best new podcasts of 2019 Mm. and i had only heard like one of them so it's definitely good for recommendations because i listen to podcasts all the time and i hadn't even heard of some of them oh well thank you so much yeah i do kind of
1: dig far and wide to find stuff lots lots of things to hear okay cool thank
0: you amazing thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode of smashed prawns in a Milky Basket. You can find us on Twitter at Julia Davis, Q O T D, and you can find me at It's Sophie Davis. This podcast was edited by Alex Bondek, with original music by Martin Ford and Matt Bond. Coming up soon, we'll have episodes about human remains, camping, and more.